sober, 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 I mean, these are the things that I think about. Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you may be, and welcome to It's So Real. With your boy O. And your girl Rocky. What's good? Happy Halloween, Day of the Dead. So today we are going to talk about Dia de los Muertos. A.K.A. Day of the Dead, because I can't pronounce it like that. <laughs> Yo. I gotta say it like with a hand motion. Yeah, it, it she just, really just uh, almost like took my head off. No, I was, didn't. She says, whoosh, whoosh. Dia de los. Hey, look at I that can't, I can't elbow. Look at that. Dia de los Muertos. Dia... You trying to take me out, <laughs> Dia de los Muertos. Um, God, but... she, she over here doing that. No, I'm not. Anyways, so to kick it off, uh, we're going to ask a couple of questions about um, just... Experiences. Day and day, uh, experiences with Day of the Dead. So, mm-hmm. uh, what was your first exposure to Day of the Dead? So, my first exposure was an interesting one. Now, mind you, I went from being in a very diverse community with all different types of cultures to being an all-white one. So, mm. so, I didn't really learn of it when I was with the diverse people. But once I was with the white people, um, it was Lizzie McGuire. <laughs> What? <laughs> uh, so Miranda, Lizzie's best friend, was Mexican, I believe, and what? yeah, and they had like a Halloween dance, but like they had her parents, and they were—I can't remember if they were the Sugar Skulls or if they were like zombies or something. But it had something to do—I can't remember the episode now, but it had something to do with her heritage. Or something, but then that was the connection. They were connecting Halloween and Day of the Dead, so I was very confused. So I was like, "So what is Day of the Dead then?" Like I was, I was very confused about that. Um, I did know that Day of the Dead was like when spirits come back. Right. I didn't know that, but that was creepy to me because <laughs> spirits I associated with ghosts and demons, and I was like, "Why did I don't want them back? <laughs> Stay over there." Like stay on the other side. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but since we have more of a connection to Halloween being in America and being yeah. black in America, and Halloween is commercialized as fuck. Exactly. So, what were your experiences with Halloween? Um, for me, like I always saw Halloween as like a. Well, first off, my mom was not having it. <laughs> Let's start there. My mom was like, nah, bro, we ain't fucking with this Halloween shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the conception was basically, it's like the devil's birthday or some other shit. You know, something negative. It was not It was not in a, a positive light. Like how everybody had like the idea of, um, you know, just trick-or-treating, having fun mm-hmm. that night. My Candy. shit was like, Nah, that's the devil's birthday. You celebrate any of this shit. You might be playing with like wicked spirits mm-hmm. or some other shit. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, yeah, I'm not fucking with this shit. Mm-hmm. But of course, I'm curious. So I do research and I was taught a class. I think now it's coming now it's coming back to me. Mr. Raleigh's class. And he <laughs> talked about uh, how, yeah, uh, there was basically 
uh, a celebration of this day during this time where it was basically a time when spirits could come back, basically what you were saying before. Mm-hmm. And to ward off bad spirits, they would wear certain things, uh, paint their faces mm-hmm. and, and other stuff like that as a way to ward off the bad spirits. And mm-hmm. then they would wear, wear certain welcoming costumes mm-hmm. or, or uh, just lay out gifts or mm-hmm. other things to welcome good spirits. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was like in a documentary that I saw, and, I, and then that's what I was taught about kind of like the day of the dead aspect of it mm. and what that was in different cultures because every culture does well not every but like there are several cultures mm-hmm. that celebrate this time of year mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh and i think I'll, and represent I, it in, in a way of like spiritual like, yeah like i think i passing. have an article that i was going to talk about later oh okay. um but look, yeah look at you yeah <laughs> okay. um but yeah that that was the, like my perception of it for mm-hmm, real mm-hmm. um but then when it came to dead, uh, Day of the Dead itself, specifically with the Latin, uh, Latinx culture, mm-hmm. I was just, you know, completely ignorant of that. Yeah. You know, until, you know, this podcast when we started doing research for it. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but what were your, like, experiences with Halloween, like, specifically, like, the holiday Halloween? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Day yeah. Day? yeah. Um... So my family has always been into scary movies. That's like a big quality time piece mm-hmm. for us. So we've always been celebrating this kind of spooky, thrilling, you know, Mm-mm. stuff. Not my mom. <laughs> so it was, you know, when I was a kid, it was Goosebumps, mm. and it was. Um, I did love that. RL no, RL Stein is still Goosebumps, right? But mm-hmm. RL Stein had other yeah, books. Yeah, yeah, because I would read like books about. Like ghosts and mm-hmm. and yeah, I used to read a whole bunch of stuff, um, or like murder mysteries and things like that. So I've like it's just my family. That was that was just our spirit. So like I remember I was a witch one year, I was Belle one year, I was a fairy the other year, you know. But as I got older, I stopped dressing up for the most part. I started going to par- parties, but we did have around what year? Do you remember when you stopped? when I stopped? Mm-hmm. I mean, they stopped in school when I was in third grade. So, like my second grade was when I was able to wear my witch costume to school, but third grade they stopped. They we weren't allowed to celebrate Halloween anymore in school. So that's when we dressed up as book characters, and we like paraded around the school in our book character outfits. But um. <laughs> But yeah, I, I mean, I'm trying to remember trick-or-treating, but I don't remember it. It's like when I moved, I don't remember trick-or-treating when hmm. I moved, really. Or maybe, like, we had, my dad had this, and we, oh my God, like, we really, I'm sorry, I'm reminiscing now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my dad was definitely into Halloween. Okay, so he would always tell my niece and I scary stories. Okay, he would always tell us that. We had the book that we were reading in daycare that was about scary stories and read it during quiet time or nap time in the little corner, swore we saw shit, you know? <laughs> and then and then for my slumber parties, because my dad is extra, um, he recorded, like, sounds. So as he's telling the scary story at my slumber party, he would <laughs> he play the sounds. Sound yes, oh, my dad's just man. extra. Love him. And then one year, and it was right before we left Germantown, Maryland, and uh, he, so we had a porch. 
And we lived in a townhouse community. So he built a structure over the sidewalk leading up to our porch. So that way, and we like decorated, it was like black tarp around it. We decorated with spider webs and lights and different like, you know, stuff. And then we had our neighbors dress up in like the screen mask with a skeleton and they would just be laying on the porch. So people had to walk over them. But then for like the older people, my dad had this big, scary, ugly grandpa mask and he like popped out behind a hidden curtain. And it was like, that is what he did. And we didn't take a single picture of that entire thing. And I'm like, damn. And he was just doing it for us and then the community, you know? And mm. yeah, so it was, it was, yeah. Halloween is a big thing and just scary and horror things are a big thing for my family. See, totally different relationship. Yeah. <laughs> And, um, and then my dog's birthday is on Halloween. And when we first got her, we were thinking about naming her Trixie or Boo Boo. <laughs> but that didn't fit her personality. So Trixie or Boo Boo. Yeah. But, um, but we dress her up. So we get her a costume every year. And that's when we'll take her out to walk. Because the community loves our dog anyway. Because she's a Bajan Frise, so she's fluffy. And she's great with kids. So... People are always, like, attracted to her. So we just dress her up and take her on a stroll around the neighborhood while everybody's trick-or-treating. Yeah, she's getting all that attention. Uh, she loves it. She eats it up. And uh, we also get her uh, Frosty Paws ice cream for her birthday. See, that's, I got, too, that's too much, y'all. I got to call my dad because it's her birthday today. But um, give my baby kisses. All right. <laughs> her name is Kayla, just oh, so you know. <laughs> um, I might post pictures now. <laughs> See, this is why I tap out, y'all. This is why I tap Anyways, out. Anyways. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, even though, like, we watch the scary movies and stuff, mm -hmm. and my dad told the scary stories, and one scary story he was telling, like, lined up with reality. Like, it was like, he was like, something made a <laughs> sound, and then a motorcycle started, like, tuning up outside. It was like... The fuck? Why is shit happening in reality? He was reality. fucking with y'all with them sound effects. And then, no, this was the second <laughs> time. And then, um, he was in the story, like, somebody came in the front door, and then my sister came into the house. We, and so we jumped, screamed, ran away. <laughs> but it was all, like, fun. Yeah. So, um, even though we did see, like, you know, because we watched horror movies, so we saw, like, the, the demons and the ghosts and spirits mm. and, and stuff like that. Um, all the shit I don't fuck with. And there was a time, because we had a mirror in our living room. And mm. my dad had a speaker with a red light on it. And reflected back, it looked like two red lights. And in that same story, oh, where everything was happening, yeah. that shit looked like, because it was two red eyes with an invisible body. I remember one movie, <laughs> I don't know if it was like um, Amityville or some other shit, where at the end, there was like two red eyes at the end of the... I don't know. But that I shit, remember that when I was younger. I saw that, you know, coming up from the basement after I done fell asleep. And now it's dark. The lights are off. And I'm seeing these two red lights, eyes, with nobody. I, I had to that. run. I had to book it. You feel like something's grabbing your legs. I tripped up the steps. <laughs> I was running up the steps. I had to kick the things off. Ooh, what other movie? Um, Disney Channel. Uh, it's the one, the... Boogeyman under the bed. I no idea, y'all. I, I don't got it like that. I, it's y'all. Y'all who are true Disney Channel original movie fans uh, know what movie I'm talking about. I guess I, guess I can't. I can't. Nah, myself you that. can't. I really can't. You cannot. 
It was it was under the bed. (laughs) I can't either, but I remember the movie. Okay, under the bed. It's called Don't Look Under the Bed. <laughs> that shit, I couldn't step in front of my bed because I felt like something was going to grab my ankles. <laughs> yeah. I had to take a running leap into my bed. <laughs> but anyways, those are my experiences with Halloween. See, totally different experiences. So, That's so wild. Yeah, but again, this, this time of year, we just right. really get into our quality time with our, with good, our family. That's like good. Thanksgiving, Christmas, like it's, Halloween starts it where we're just together hmm. and we decorate and stuff like that. So appreciate the family. Love you. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, as far as day of the dead, my biggest thing was, I thought it was the same because spirits were coming back. I thought it was yeah, the same I thing. It was the same thing too. So it wasn't until I watched Coco, the movie Coco where I was blown out of the water and was like, this is nothing like it's entirely different. Totally different. Right. And why the fuck were we celebrating this? <laughs> I loved, like, Coco is an amazing movie. So. I loved it. Do you want to say your overall experiences of Coco or what we learned about Day of the Dead? How do you want to? I just want to go overall first. Just, like, okay. overall, okay. The, the movie was so well done and well put together and subtle. It wasn't like uh, they were, it wasn't a history lesson, you know mm. what I mean? It wasn't like. This is what happens here, and then this, mm-hmm. and then it wasn't like that. It was very well oh, crafted. Although together. you can see the setup in the beginning, and it, but it was like you know a good setup. It was an amazing setup. Yeah, like I, I, I you know me, like I could predict movies. I predicted the end in the middle of the movie. <laughs> That's uh, why I can't watch movies with him. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, this ties together great. But I loved the story and I loved the journey getting there. Even and the music. The Yes, the music. That's what I was going to get to. The music was fantastic. Mm-hmm. And I love how it was the thing that they thought was tearing them apart when it was the thing that connected everybody. Like, mm-hmm. everybody actually liked mu- mm-hmm. music in the family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and once they were free to express that uh, by not looking at it through that lens of hate, it was, it was also a, a lesson about family dynamics and how you can learn from every person in your uh your family's past even if they did something wrong Mm -hmm. uh actually learning from that lesson in that way it can be beneficial Mm. and healing Mm -hmm. so like overall great movie and i loved it now when it comes to the concepts of it i was blown the fuck away because i know shit about that i know i didn't okay so i'm gonna just say i definitely was bawling my eyes out because i watched it by myself (laughs) The first time I watched it, I was bawling, I crying. Up. I teared up, like, but like in a happy way. I think for me, at the time that I watched it, I was just feeling emotional around my family. I mm. just talked to my family and just was feeling <laughs> family oriented. Bless you. Thanks. Um, so when I watched yeah. it, I was bawling, thinking about my family and my ancestors, and so yeah, like that's the thing so after after I watched it I went on I went on ancestry I was like let me do more with my family tree I called up my parents I was like tell me stories because I mean if you if you haven't seen Coco we about to ruin this shit spoiler alert <laughs> exactly spoiler alert spoiler alert spoiler motherfucking alert um we've been warned I mean it's been out for a minute so and it's been on Netflix for a minute so get your life yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um. But yeah, the fact that it's so focused on ancestors right. and family and tradition and rituals, I was like, 
Why weren't we celebrating this? Like, this is a beautiful holiday. Mm-hmm. You know? Where you're celebrating your ancestors. And then those, it's not spirits coming back, it's your ancestors coming back. And like, not a haunting way. Right. <laughs> you know? So, yeah. Um, so let's just get into some of the things that we learned from the setup of Coco. Okay. Um, although we might be done early. I don't got that much to talk about. All right. So what we learned from the movie, and again, this was just our first exposure to Day of the Dead. Um, I did ask my one friend, and I'll talk about her experiences later. Um, but we fully ask you to do research on Day of the Dead. Like, don't just take this. This is just, again, our reflection of the movie. Right. And these are our first experiences. Yeah, exactly. So we're only going to do more research, um, into it as well. Right. So don't take it as like, oh, okay. So now I heard the podcast about day to day. I'm an expert. Yeah, no, we're not experts. Right. Like go research, (laughs) go ask your Mexican friends or your Latinx friends. Go ask them. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's the point. Exactly. But what I learned from Coco, the movie, was the altar that they mm-hmm. have the pictures of the family on is called the Ofrenda. 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 Okay. I love that. And it's the one uh, Day of the Dead, Dia, Dia de los Muertos. <laughs> See, she, um, she almost took my head off again, y'all. <laughs> I got to move my arm with it. That's the only way I can say it. The elbows. <laughs> Um, is the one night of the year where ancestors can come visit their family. Um, so on the ofrenda, they have the pictures of their family. They have foods. They have what they loved in life. So foods that they love to eat. Um, in the movie, they had the shoes that they made and like was their specialty mm-hmm. up there. Um, they uh, so the photos on the ofrenda is or the altar is so the spirits can cross over. So, if your photo is not on the ofrenda or the ulcer, you can't cross over. Which was was, was happening to Hector, mm-hmm. uh, who's Miguel's actual... Great, 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 great grandfather. Great, yes, yes. One of them greats. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of greats. Mm-hmm. And then the petals that were... Right. It was the... And I didn't notice that the first time that much. Yeah, the petals... No, I'm, they're all over the ulcer. And again, mm-hmm. this is for Mexicans specifically. Um all over the altar and they had it decorated everywhere but they were the i don't know how to pronounce this the sempastuel how, how would you say that don't ask me how to say it's c e m p a s u with the accent c h i l flowers sempastuel sempastuel flowers i don't know some kind of flowers but um the petals they they put the flowers everywhere and the petals out to guide the ancestors home is what they said in the movie and then another concept is the alebrijes which is the spirit creatures and they guide the living although i hated that dog he was annoying to me (laughs) he was an annoying dog yes yeah um so spirit creatures and for me i'm very much in tune to the earth and in tune to animals and animals having spirits so the fact that there were spirit creatures in the spirit world Mm -hmm. in this movie was very important to me because especially in america the united states of america i don't know about the americas but 
modern society, Western society, is very much focused on humans and not being holistic with the earth in addition to being holistic with other animals. So the fact that they were giving voice to other species outside of human in this movie was very important to me. Right. It's true because, the, like you said... We're not alone on this planet. Right. Like, and we don't respect that shit at all. At all. It's very irritating. Um... So, uh, yeah, it meant a lot to me that they had the alebrijes or the spirit creatures in, um, in the movie. Um, so, what happens when your photo isn't on the altar? And what happens to you in the spirit world? So, you're already dead, but your photo's not on the altar. You can't cross over. What happens? Uh, basically, when you can't cross over... You don't get to see your family, and uh, you can't really interact or, or um, see how they've been, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you don't get to pass on some of the the wisdom that you could be, which leads to you being remembered over and over again. So it's kind of like a cycle, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's true within life. It's like... By learning more from our ancestors, the people of the past, mm-hmm. we gain better insight and, and and ways to become better in the present. Yeah. But that can only be done by looking back. Mm-hmm. Right? So if by forgetting our past, we literally are doing ourselves a disservice. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what that, that was like represented perfectly in there. Mm-hmm. Except we're talking about literal ancestors that have literal lessons to tell you yeah. from the past. I mean, I'm constantly at this point in my life, like the ancestors are guiding me. I don't know what photos they got up. They may just be like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna come I'm visit," coming, um, because because we see that she can pass on our lessons. Like of my family, this person can pass on the lessons and the legacy mm-hmm. that we were trying to instill, but got lost in the dysfunction and trauma and drama. But um, but yeah, I definitely feel like my ancestors are guiding me back to. What was happiness for them? What brought them peace? Mm. How to be communal and loving each other and supporting each other. And that's one of the things that I got from Coco. Um, And this was literally like what uh, Miguel, the main character, was saying. He was like, that's the one thing family is supposed to do, support you. And I was like, yeah, my family isn't very supportive. supportive. Like they're very putting each other down and shaming and judging. So... And I feel like that is my ancestors. It's all love. It's all support. It's all encouragement, upliftment, you know? So I feel like I'm the right person to be like, oh, she breaking the cycle. Let's let's go guide her, mm. you know? Hmm. Right. Same way that Miguel was kind of chosen. Yeah. To break the cycle for his family. Ah, look at that. <laughs> um, but... Get a little deep on y'all. Yeah. What happens in the movie... <laughs> When, which is why I was crying, what happens in the movie um, when someone's picture isn't on the ofrenda, the altar, um, is that they, when when the last of the living who knows you mm-hmm. forgets you, or when there's no one left in the world who remembers you, you disappear from the spirit world, and you're forgotten, and they call it the final death. Ball it. Because <laughs> it was so sad. Like, and then, like, the my Mama Coco, she had Alzheimer's. And, like, my grandma has Alzheimer's right now. And when she goes, like, she's, it's getting bad, you know. 
and I love my grandma. Um, but I don't know much past her. Like my grandfather had passed before I was born. Both my mom's parents had passed before I was born. My mom doesn't really talk about her parents, um, like that, even though we do have other family. So I know like the family tree and who started the Brinkley family and stuff like that. But with my, my dad's family, yeah, I don't know much past my grandmother. So when my grandmother goes, like, I don't, I don't know of those experiences, you know? And even now with her Alzheimer's, she's not, you know, remembering as much. So it was crucial. Like, that's why it was hitting so hard for me, you know? Cause it was like, I'm, this is my reality right now of family, of legacy, of tradition, of passing the memories down. So memories have to be passed down by those who knew them in life and the stories they tell about us. Right. That was the other thing. Yeah. The, that tradition of storytelling. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and yeah, that being the way to remember uh, your family. Mm-hmm. Like the stories told about them through those, those experiences of other family members. Yeah. Rather than it being some like, you know, Oh, in nineteen oh four, your grandfather sailed no. to. It wasn't always about like what they did. It was. It was about like just their stories. Their stories, like with the family, what yeah. they did for the family to Shoot. get to the place that they were. And my family, especially on Thanksgiving, but sometimes Christmas too. Like that's what we do. We're at the after we're done eating, we're just at the dinner table t- telling stories about the family. Right. We love to tell the embarrassing ones because it's, it's funny now, but that's because my, my family got a, a thing with falling. <laughs> so it's particularly my dad and my niece. They always be falling. So we always got the stories and we always remember it. But it's all good times now. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All a bunch of assholes. <laughs> nah, they got to laugh too because it was funny. <laughs> but, um,. But yeah, but we, we tell stories. And, and that's the thing that I appreciated when I was younger is that we all went to my grandma's house um, during the holidays and we told stories about other family members that I may not have known, you know, because I, I was the youngest grandchild. Hmm. Like, my grandma is 93, I think. Um, and I was the youngest grandchild. So, and there was no other... I don't think there was any other grandchild after me. Like, I was the youngest. And then after me, it was it started on the great-grand. Like, Kiara, my niece, is a great-grand. Hmm. Yeah. So, um, so, yeah, I didn't know a lot past my grandma. You know? Um, which is why it was like, you disappear from the spirit world. Oh, she hates you. Because you're forgotten by the last of the living who knew you on earth. And I'm like, damn. That's true. That's rough, you know? That's rough. Well, that's why I think legacy in that way is important. Like, mm-hmm. what you can do to help others and how you're remembered in that way. Like, mm-hmm. uh, what was his name? De La Cruz. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ernesto De La Cruz. Ernesto De La Cruz. Mm-hmm. He was remembered for all the wrong reasons. And even then, in his spirit world, he was never at peace. Yeah. You gotta think about that. He was still obsessed with fame. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want peace. Right. <laughs> I want peace, man. Like, who was his family? He never had a family going back to. Mm-hmm. 
He only had fans, people who knew him for his music that wasn't even his. Yeah. And he couldn't be even at peace then with yeah. that. You know? Yeah, that's really true. So who was really winning in that situation? And that's why family is family and ancestry is so important to me. Because right. that's your legacy. That's what I, yeah, that's exactly what I mean. Like, that's the legacy we should be concerned about. Yeah. Because all this money shit you can't take with you. <laughs> like, like, the memories of you helping others are going to be your true legacy. Because mm-hmm. those are the stories that they're going to tell. And you're touching other people. You're impacting other people's lives. You know? Like, that's more people to remember you, too. Right. Um, I did want to say on the movie Beautiful Creatures, um, it's about what she call herself a caster instead of a witch, but she has powers. <laughs> but um, what was Viola Davis was in there, and she was I forget what they called her, like what she did for them. But um, let me look it up real quick. The caster. Mm-hmm. Instead of a witch, I was like, "That's a nice name." It's <laughs> <laughs> good rebrand. I like it. She was fuck. They don't. They just have her name. I mean, it's based on a novel, but um, fuck. Hold on, I need to remember. She was a caster, and she was uh. They basically like guided the casters. Like, they were there to help the caster. But let me see if I can Wikipedia this bitch. Beautiful creatures. Because, I mean, I think it's important. A little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Because I was going to say about what Viola Davis did in the movie. Yeah, I didn't see this movie. Yeah, it's, um... When did this come out? Uh... When did it come out? Release date. Damn. 2013. Yeah, I missed that one. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, let's see. Ama, Ama, Ama. What was Ama? Oh, Ama was a seer and a keeper of the Caster Library. So what's a seer? See, now we done went down the rabbit hole. <laughs> but, okay, so she was a seer, which I was like, this is an interesting name, you know? Like an interesting title to have. Um, so, that being said, she was in tune with her ancestors. So she went, like, the casters turned to her for wisdom, Hmm. basically. So she went to the graveyard of her ancestors, and she had brought their favorite food. Oh, okay. And I I think she had, like, shrimp and grits, Mm. and, like, you know, they, I think they was in Louisiana, you know, or no, it was South Carolina, but South Carolina got them parts, (laughs) so, Mm -hmm. but, um, but she had, like, shrimp and grits, Mm. and she had, like, you know, soul food, and then the white caster was like, no wonder they died. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's fucked up. That is, but shit, they was eating good. (laughs) But, um, oh, good, good tasting, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
so that was like another example of like talking to your ancestors and like bringing them the things that they loved in life, you know, cause it was like, that was their favorite foods, you know, and asking for their guidance and their wisdom and things like that. So that was a different aspect of talking to your ancestors. Um, so now I wanted to talk about what I had asked my friend. So my friend, oh, yeah. what is she? Uh, Ray, right? Yeah, Reina. She, um, so Reina is Mexican, but she like indigenous Mexican. So you remember how like Mexico had land mm-hmm. here in the like United all, States, mm-hmm. like the whole West, mm-hmm. and then the U.S. took that over, mm-hmm. but didn't necessarily force the people to move. Yeah, that was her ancestors. She was one of those people who was originally here as the indigenous population. Like, Aztec, indigenous. Mm -hmm. Like, she grew up on a reservation, indigenous, but Mexican. That makes sense. So, a little bit different than the Spanish colonized Mexico. Right. You know? Um, So, I asked her if she celebrated Day of the Dead. She said, um, my family normally does, but I started recently. And then I asked her these questions. I said... Um, what does the holiday mean to you, to your family? What rituals are placed on the holiday or how do you celebrate it? And then what would you tell people outside the culture about the holiday and how they can be respectful to it or of it? So she said, the holiday for me means that it is one is sorry. The holiday for me means that it is the one day out of the year that my ancestors get to come back to earth and visit. And that for me is kind of a beautiful way to connect past and present family. I've lost a lot of special people in my life, and the fact that this holiday celebrates them returning, this is something that's really close to my heart. She said, different parts of Mexico and America will celebrate differently. Some will go to mass in the beginning of the day and pray for those who have passed, Um, because a lot, Mm -hmm. like Mexico is very much Catholic. Like, there's a huge Catholic population there. Um, Others... We'll just go straight to decorating altars um, and preparing food for both family that's coming to visit and the family that has passed. So again, it's you give the ancestors what their favorites or what they loved in life. So their favorite foods, you make them and you put them on the altar. And it was it was interesting in the movie because they had a scene where one of the spirits, one of the ancestors, like they had put the food by the grave and like he picked up the food and it like became it came into the spirit world right and he had like a little basket and was like i'm gonna take this food with me from my family Mm -hmm. so it was like he got he like literally was able to get the food and i thought that was cute you know uh i don't know if that happens but that was in the movie (laughs) (laughs) um uh and then also like the fact that she was like family that's coming to visit like in reality and, and present physical world I was like, that's, yeah, it's like a genuine, just good time to be around family and celebrate family and ancestry. So why not have family come over, right. you know, and celebrate that time? Uh, she said, it's pretty customary to have a picture of the family members who have passed, candles and plates offering food um, on the altar. Um, she said she'll cheer for the family who's coming from the other world to visit. Uh, she said, so in this sense, death is less an ending of all life but just a transformation into a different world and a different form of life. There you go. Which I thought was beautiful. So shout out to Raina. Yeah. Shout out to her. Um, 
but yeah, that that was beautiful. Like it's not an ending to all life. It's just a transition, a transformation into a different world. Mm-hmm. And and that's one thing touching on spirituality, it's like I don't really believe in a heaven or hell. I believe in a spirit world. Like I believe there's something else within the universe. I don't believe it's above, below. I just it could be right alongside us and we we just don't have access to it. That's what I think. Yeah. Like I don't know. Um, kind of made me think of the upside down thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that that's probably what it is. There's like a different dimension. Yeah, yeah, your literal universe yeah. that's parallel mm-hmm. somewhere, some ways than ours. Yeah, and they just go there, and it's not a good, bad. They just there. Yeah, and that, and that's I, what I, we always try to make everything so damn black and white. And that was um what the Greeks and Romans believed. Like, if you watch Hercules, like, it's a spirit world. There's no heaven or hell. It's like, everybody going there, <laughs> you know? So, um, so whether, what, whatever you did in life, you yeah. all go into the same place. It's just an obsession with punitive, like, I don't know. It's just wanting to be, like, punishing people and just, I don't get it. Well, I get it. The reason they used it in religion is to scare people into it. <laughs> scare people into being good, because laws weren't enough. <laughs> they was like internal damnation is what we need to do. Because a few months in jail, a few years in jail ain't gonna do it. They ain't gonna be good for that. Yeah, they didn't have enough jails. I think people are morally good. They just, you know, poverty. Yeah, but they need to be um, put in situations and structures where they can best serve and advance their empathy, and their better qualities. But you don't concentrate on that. Anyways. <laughs> um, so one thing that I also see associated a lot with um, the uh, Day of the Dead, Dia de los Muertos, um, is the sugar skulls. So sugar skulls, they said it's calavera or calavera, which is Spanish for skull, is a representation of a human skull the term is most often applied to edible or decorative skulls made usually by hand from either sugar or clay, which are used in Latin America, mainly Mexican celebration of Day of the Dead and the Roman Catholic holiday All Souls Day. And you'll see All Souls Day come up as I talk about the different, um, this celebration of ancestors and families and spirits um, with other cultures. Um yeah, so that, because I see the skulls a lot, which yeah. is why I was kind of turned off. I was like, I don't really want to watch Coco, because it's all these skulls. Yeah. Like, I, I just didn't, didn't understand. I didn't understand. And when I watched it, I was like, why didn't I watch this sooner? <laughs> yeah, it's such a good movie. It is. Definitely recommend. Um, let's see, let's see. What was I gonna, I was gonna talk about the different, yeah, and the different, um, hold on, it's loading, (laughs) but I was gonna talk about this celebration in different cultures. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so hold on, it's kind of loading right now. Uh, so one thing, when I came to Oakland, California, and I had my clients, and I was just around black people. It's a lot more West African spirituality. Yep, a lot. 
And like when I was on the East Coast, it, like when people were getting into African spirituality, it was like Egyptian theology. Like all the the goddesses and the gods over in Egypt. Like that was what I was seeing. The Ankh, which is still, I think, an Egyptian thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Eye of Haru. It was like all Egyptian shit. And I was like... But we come from West Africa, though. <laughs> so what was their religion? And everybody's like, oh, they're Christian or Muslim. And I'm like, no, no, before that. Like, what were the indigenous African beliefs over in West Africa? Like, what was their actual belief systems? So um, when I came to Oakland, I started seeing more of that. And the first thing I saw was libations. Pouring wow. water into plants while honoring the ancestors, while honoring the directions of the earth. Um... And I was like, oh, shit. Black Americans been doing this. We poured the liquor out for the, the homies. homies. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, shit. This actually got some cultural relevance <laughs> right. to the ancestors. Oh, shit. We knew something without knowing something. <laughs> yeah, a whole bunch of stuff like that. Though. Yeah, no. Um, so I saw that. Libations out here. And then with my clients, I started seeing more and more or hearing more and more about ancestor altars. Like, I got a few clients that have ancestor altars. Um, and these are black people, you know. I mean, one is Afro-Latina. She's um, from the DR. But, um, but yeah, so it was, it was very, very interesting that, yeah, it was black, too, and not just Latin. Um... So let's see. Um, Guatemala celebrates Day of the Dead. They call it Dia de los Defuntos. I don't know how to pronounce it. <laughs> and are highlighted by the construction and flying of giant kites, in addition to traditional visits to gravesites of ancestors. Um, Brazil, it's called Finados, which I get is like final, you know. And that's held on November 2nd. So with the different cultures, it's either November 1st or November 2nd. Dia de los los Muertos for the Mexican holiday is celebrated on November 1st. So that's another thing. It was like this whole weekend. Because Halloween is celebrated on October 31st. Day of the Dead is on November 1st. And then some do All Souls Day on November 2nd. So all of this thing. For Brazil, they said people go to cemeteries and churches offering flowers, candles, and prayers. Celebration is intended to be positive in order to commemorate those who are deceased. Hmm. Ooh, Haiti. In Haiti, voodoo traditions called Santeria. Is it Santeria? Santeria. Santeria. Have mixed with Roman Catholicism to create unique observances of this event. For example, loud drums and music are played at all night celebrations at cemeteries to waken Baron Samedi? Spirit of the Dead, the God mm-hmm. of the Dead, and a mischievous family of offspring. I would be interested in learning more about like voodoo, specifically Haitian, because that's like the biggest voodoo kind of culture mm-hmm. um, that we have on this side of the water. But um, but just voodoo in general, because white people made it seem so bad. And it's just the religion. Yeah, so I just need to learn more about it and stop yeah. hearing things from white people. But, um, they can, they tend to distort things, you know, make us feel bad about 
ourselves and our ancestors Mm -hmm. and our homeland. In the Philippines, (laughs) uh, I can't say this. (laughs) <laughs> it's the day of the dead. I can't say what it's well, called. If you can't say it, I probably Yeah, look at that. Look at that. I don't even know. Wow. <laughs> nope. Or Todos Los Santos. <laughs> it is said to be an opportunity to be with the departed as a type of family reunion, since it is intended to be for the purpose of spending time with dead relatives, families. Oh, dead relatives. Families usually camp in cemeteries and sometimes spend a night or two near their relatives' tombs. Card games, eating, drinking, singing, and dancing are common activities in the cemetery. Hmm. <laughs> they said probably to alleviate boredom. <laughs> um, really? Yeah, I did say this in here. So this is from the New World Encyclopedia.org. Just FYI for resources. Um, what's it called? But I, I did say from Coco that it would be nice to have like a family plot, even though I don't plan to be buried. I plan yeah, to have okay. be cremated and my spirits um make me into a tree. My ashes spread or made into a tree or something like that. Um but I'd be like if people did want to be buried, it'd be nice to have a family plot, but that means you're staying I would there. Like a family garden. Yeah. Everybody has a tree. That's nice. But that means everybody gotta stay there, you know, and people be moving to different parts. They're not just in this one area all their life, you know. So yeah. um, let's see, Japan. The Bon Festival, or is a Japanese uh, Bon? I don't know. Is a Japanese Buddhist holiday to honor the departed spirits of one's ancestors. The Buddhist festival has evolved into a family reunion holiday during which people from the big cities return to their hometowns and visit and clean their ancestors' graves. Traditionally, including a dance festival, this event has existed in Japan for more than five hundred years. Oh. In Korea. Chi Chu Siok is a major traditional holiday, also called Hang Kawaii. Han- I don't know these. I'm sorry. It's all bad. Okay. I don't know how to pronounce these. Um, Koreans go where the spirits of one's ancestors are enshrined and perform rituals of ancestral worship early in the morning. Additionally, they visit the tombs of immediate relatives and ancestors in order to trim the grass and plants and clean the area around the tomb. Chinese beliefs, hmm. the Qingming Festival is a traditional Chinese festival, um, usually occurring around April 5th of the Gregorian calendar. Don't know wow. when that is. Along with the Double Ninth Festival on the ninth day of the ninth month in the Chinese calendar. It is a time to tend to the graves of departed ones. In addition in the Chinese tradition, the seventh month in the Chinese calendar is called the Ghost Month, in which ghosts and spirits come out from the underworld to visit the living. Hmm. And then, although they pinpointed all different types of cultures and countries, now we're just going to sum it up to African cultures. <laughs> in some African cultures, visits to the graves of ancestors, the leaving of food and gifts, and the asking of protection are important parts of traditional Rituals, especially before the beginning of hunting season, this demonstrates the importance in many traditional African religions of communications with ancestors. So I was like, you mean to tell me you're going to sum up that whole continent to just one little short paragraph? Meanwhile, you broke up Chinese and Korea and Japan and Philippines. That's because they don't know about any of the culture there because a lot of it's been stripped away. Yeah, well, I was like, let me do some research. Mm Mm-hmm. 
So I found this one website. It's called africaspeaks.com. And it talks about the Ifa tradition. Yep. Uh, it talks about the Yoruba culture. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically West Africa. <laughs> um, so they talked about, because it's long, so I'm not about to read all of it. Ifa teaches that the power to effectively invoke spirits come comes as a result of initiation and the training that is sanctioned by initiation. The exception to this rule is Egon, ancestor spirits. Um, everyone is believed to have the power and the ability to communicate with the spirit of those blood relatives who have passed beyond this life. Communication with your own ancestors is a birthright. Um, they talk about their memories of the ancestors. Remembering names is more than reciting a gene- genealogy. It is preserving the history of a family lineage and the memory of those good deeds that allow that allowed to the family to survive and create a home for the continued cycle of reincarnation. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's interesting. Also, when we're um, pouring water or pouring libations, um, we do say names of ancestors. Mm-hmm. And we say Ashe, um, which is kind of like amen, but I feel like Ashe is more powerful. I forgot what it actually means. Um, look it up real quick. But, um, Ashe, Ashe. Is Yorba. Um, conceive the power to make things happen and produce change. So after you know, we pour the water, we say an ancestor's name, and we say Ashe. So those things. Um, but what? Where was it? Okay. Um, ooh. In Yoruba culture, the most prevalent process of communication is through dreams. Communication also occurs during participation in annual ancestor festivals. Because such festivals are not common in this country, Ifa worshipers in the West have created several viable alternatives. Using these alternative methods, the first step in the process of honoring the ancestors is the construction of an ancestor shrine. Shrine, sorry. Ancestor shrine used as a focal point for prayer and meditation. And they talk about building the shrine. Preparing a sacred space. Um, they talked about burning sage or smudging. Um, smudging is a process of spiritual cleansing using the smoke from burning leaves. Mm-hmm. They also talk about Native America. It is common practice in Native America religion to smudge by placing leaves in either a large seashell or a clay pot. And after the leaves are lit, the smoke is fanned with a feather. So... Talk about Native American, talk about West African. So that's, that's what I was talking about before. Like, all these different cultures uh, celebrate this time of, of ancestry. Of, of, right. Yeah, and family. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Like, everybody's different, obviously, but everybody's celebrating it. And they're having festivals and celebrations right. and traditions and, and rituals. And there are a lot of intersectional ideas and mm-hmm. uh, traditions. Yeah, so uh, from hoodoofoundry.com, it -hmm. says an ancestor altar is an effective and beautiful way to connect with and gain support from the spirit world. 
It can, can be as simple as a photograph and a glass of water or as elaborate as a spirit's direct. A simple but well-made food offering to an adopted ancestor. Um, so that's a little thing about an ancestor altar. So I like want to see what an African ancestor altar looks like. Like I've seen, I've seen the altars for Mexicans. Mm-hmm. Like I've seen for some, like in movies, I think they have like the candles lit. They have the pictures. Like I just see them whenever the, they come up in a movie, not necessarily associated with day of the dead. It's just in their home mm-hmm. type of thing. Um, but I've never seen an African ancestor altar. So I wonder, I don't think I have, well, maybe I have, but I just didn't notice what it was. Mm. That might be the case. I mean, I loved our living room because we had pictures of our family. You know, mm-hmm. that wasn't necessarily an ancestor altar because we were still alive. But um, sometimes it feels like that when you're younger, though. Yeah. Like, it's like older. Yeah, because you don't know nobody. <laughs> right. um, we did have pictures of my grandma, my maternal grandma, who I didn't met, but who's I'm born on her birthday. Hmm. Um. We did have a picture of her. And we had, like, family albums, but they weren't, like, us, you know. So. But that is pretty much it. Did you have anything else to talk about with Day of the Dead and the celebration of ancestors and family? Um, Not much more on Day of the Dead, just because I want to do more research. I have one friend of mine who I want to ask her, pick her brain about stuff, just because... She's uh, she's in the same field in regards to mental health, and I always like to pick her brain about cultural issues or um, dynamics when it comes to men and women. Mm. So I know this conversation we're gonna have about uh, Day of the Dead, and because um, she's Mexican, mm-hmm. um, it's gonna be a good conversation to have. So it'll just expand my mind in, in that regard. So I can't wait for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it comes to ancestors in general, I think that's the way that we we don't get into the mess of things like how they are now within the country. <laughs> right? You look, back you look back in order to move forward. Right. You really it's really important. I mm-hmm. think when you're so fixated on on the future, uh and you don't slow things down, mm-hmm. you you don't get a chance to look back or to be present. Um, I think we're really like so future oriented right now, and also individualistic, especially in, yes. in the United States, yes. where we're very individualistic versus more communal and collective. And it's right. like if you are focused on the communal collective, you are focused on your ancestors because they still are part of your family, versus just focusing on you and your individual self or your present immediate family, not your extended. You know, yeah. Your family is important. Your community is important. Your ancestors, whether they be blood related or not, you know, I don't even know my ancestors because, again, I don't know past my paternal uh, grandma and I didn't really know my maternal grandparents. So the ancestors who be guiding me, I don't even know if they my blood. I know somebody. But trust it. I I am ever since I've been like, ooh, connection following it. I'm just more happy and at peace. And I do feel like it's the ancestors because it's it's guiding me back to things like nature, like honoring nature or honoring myself or more holistic remedies and just holistic care and well-being. And it's like, that's what my ancestors would have been doing. Right. You know, and I, and I feel the connection because something is awakening within my spirit and saying this, this hits home. 
you know, your spirit is connected to this. So, thank you to the ancestors. Ashe. Ashe. <laughs> and thank you so much for listening to It's So Real with your girl, Rocky. And your boy, uh. And I hope everyone has a happy Halloween. Happy a Halloween. happy Dia de los Muertos. A.K.A. Day of the Dead. <laughs> or All Souls <laughs> Day for some cultures. Right. Um, celebrate it. Look back at your ancestors. Celebrate, celebrate your them. past family, yes. your present family. And celebrate a different way of looking at things. Yeah. Death is not bad. It's just a part of life. It's another transition. And transformation. And with that, take care of you. Yow. Peace.